Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today. Hope you're doing well. Today, I'm joined by Rob Abbott, who's the VP of Products at Nareva. And in this session, he'll be sharing his collaboration market insights and predictions for the year ahead. So stay tuned for a really good session. Welcome, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. And thanks for taking time out to talk to me today. Uh, about what you're seeing in the, in the collaboration market, ultimately. And uh, I'm really excited to hear some of your perspectives on what's coming down the line. So just before we get started, however, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Nareva? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, as you mentioned, I'm the VP of product. So really it's about uh, you know guiding the, the product roadmap, the product strategy, uh, and uh, really setting the course of where we're going uh, with our product portfolio. So. Uh, that's what I do. Um, and yeah, I think I've been at Nareva about five years now and in the industry for about 20 years uh, with a focus on collaboration. So yeah, having lots of fun. Great. And for anyone out there that doesn't know what Nareva does, just tell us a little bit about Nareva if you can. Yeah. So we have a, a full line of audio conferencing products um, that really range from uh, medium rooms, large rooms, all the way up to extra large rooms. And uh, we're all about giving uh, our customers great audio experiences uh, in, in, a, in a format that's really easy to install and high value. So that, that's really what we're all about. Fantastic. Okay. So let's get started with today's session then. I mean, first of all, I mean, what's been dominating customer conversations across the past year? You know, and how is that kind of, you know, how's the market going to be shaping up, you know, looking into 2022 even? Yeah, well, it's been an interesting time. So uh, we are uh, gradually uh, returning to normalcy, I would say. Um, the speed at, at which we return is, I think, uh, up and down based on the week. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're, we're working our way through the dynamics of the pandemic. And uh, a lot of what the pandemic has done is, is uh, I think, accelerate things that would have happened anyway. And so I think a lot of uh, what we're seeing in the market are, uh, are kind of these accelerants on some trends that's you know starting to rear their head a little earlier uh, uh, in the year. Um, so yeah, I think that's the overarching thing is uh, that we're working through. But we do see a lot of our customers, um, they're kind of in a holding pattern. There's some things they have to do. There are certain things they want to do. Uh, and we've seen, um, you know, that like everyone, they're struggling with some of the timing on where to place their bets. So I think there's some pensiveness overall in the customer base. So um, I would say that's the context in which I'll talk about specifics. That's great. Certainly, it's been an interesting year. I mean, certainly, work styles, work places, workspaces, everything's changed, hasn't it? So I know top of your list there, you want to talk a little bit about workspaces. Tell, tell us more on, on, on kind of what's happening out there right now. Yeah, so in, in terms of uh, the corporate world and the workspace world, you know, I think, um, again, I think customers are struggling to place a bet on their larger spaces right now. So we see people equipping some of their smaller spaces just because it's the default. They'll know, they know they need a few of those rooms Equip, but what's what's exciting is what, what I think of as kind of this reimagined uh, larger workspaces, and uh, we're starting to really dive into this with our customers. So, you know, they're looking at what do their offices need to look like when people are um, uh, starting to return to the office, and, and they're more in this permanent 
uh, hybrid mode. So we, we fully embrace the idea that things will be different. There will be as many people uh, away from the office as in the office. Uh, and so we're looking at, at with our customers, what are, what are these reimagined large spaces? And what we're starting to see is some, some really creative, flexible use of, of, of larger spaces where, you know, they want reconfigurable furniture. They want to better utilize their open spaces. They want rooms that can be, you know, uh, divisible. So they can go from one large room to three medium rooms back to one large room. And so what this is really uh, pulling out, I think, is just, really dynamic, exciting spaces, which uh, as an audio company, it's super exciting for us. And, uh, uh, you know, we're really uh, excited about how our products fit in these dynamic, larger spaces. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, audio plays such a, you know, pivotal role in all of this, doesn't it? Um, which we're going to come on to talk a little bit more about that as well. But, you know, next up, you said, you know, offline that we're going to talk a little bit about HiFlex and that's a term I've, I've never heard before. So could you just talk us through what HiFlex is and, and, and how that's kind of, you know, affecting the, the marketplace right now? Yeah, so yeah, definitely. A lot of, a lot of the, the discussions we've had are, are with uh, education customers and, and you know, there's, there's some uh, debate about the exact right term to use, but if you just think about more flexible teaching uh, uh, styles and uh, the technology needed to support that. So a term like high flex, which is typically a university or a higher education term, just means, you know, the student has the choice to attend the class in person or remotely or consume the content asynchronously uh, at a later date and, and really have the flexibility to do that uh, kind of on the fly. Uh, and, uh, you know, we in uh, the, the working world can do that. Uh, uh, why can't uh, university students do it? And so, so again, I think this is one of those areas that uh, uh, there was already some traction, but through the pandemic, we're seeing an acceleration in the adoption of high flex or hybrid models. And I think this does extend to lower uh, levels of education, uh, um, primary and secondary as well. But uh, the bulk of our conversations right now are around uh, higher education and university. And, you know, what for me, Rob, this is really about, you know, if you think about who's really struggled the most through the pandemic, and I feel the most for for uh, people uh, that are students, for 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 university students and, and high school students. And uh, I think the experience they're having right now is, is just so poor. And uh, again, I think primarily of the university student when I say this, because I think in the lower grades, there's going to be a push to get people back in the class. But university students right now are, are paying a lot of money to see pre-recorded lessons, to see you know their professor's face via a laptop video, uh, you know, just not the quality of education that they deserve. And uh, if you if you see some of the research online, this you really see the frustration in the student body going up. And so I think one of those things we're going to see is just the students are going to demand more, rightfully so, in the experience that they're getting as you know uh, paying university students. And I think uh, what we'll see is just a general acceleration of classrooms that have uh, really great audio in them to support lecture capture, to support the student in the classroom being able to hear the student who's remote uh, and uh, as a remote student, the ability to have a, an engaging lesson, not you know a laptop camera visual of your instructor, but something that's dynamic. And so I think uh, 
I think there's going to be uh, lots and lots of uh, adoption in the in classrooms and specifically in higher education classrooms. Yeah, they have had a rough ride, haven't they, over the last year or more. Um, but I suppose you're right. We've got to take that bar and we're going to take it up, haven't we? We've got to continue to. I suppose the the educational centres have got to continue to invest, but as as vendors and as a marketplace, I suppose we've got to continue to to make that experience even better over time. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I do think universities and uh, institutes of higher education are going to be motivated to do this from their business model uh, as well, uh, and from you know doing the right thing by the students. And I just think there's a lot of uh, kind of factors converging on uh, quite a lot of. Uh, evolution there in that space. So uh, I think that'll be great. Great. And talk to me about kind of remote versus in-room experience. I mean, you know, is there a leveling up happening here? Is one I'm hearing, you know, remote could be even better than in-person, but, you know, I suppose that again, really depends on the environment, but what, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, again, look at the, the, the uh, session that you and I are having here today as, as remote workers, um, in lots of ways, our experience has improved. You know, uh, the the um, pace of uh, feature development from the UCNC platforms has been been uh, amazing. You know, you think about the new features and functionality that has come through things like Teams and Zoom in the last 18 months is it's just a remarkable uh, acceleration of features, and I think that's going to continue. So I think, you know, the UCNC companies are really leading. Uh, the path, uh, uh, you know, breaking the trail there, and uh, but but I think what has happened in general is the expectations of the average uh, kind of uh, worker um, is is that I should have the experience that I'm having sitting here in my home office, which is great audio, great framed video, all of my content is accessible. Meetings start on time. Like our meetings start one minute before uh, they're they're designated generally. Uh, you know, in, in in two years ago, you're you're losing ten minutes at every meeting. So, I just think the the equity in the way we work as a as a remote workforce uh, is amazing, and our productivity as a company has gone up. It hasn't dropped uh, in most areas. There are areas where uh, I think we're still you know, struggling with not being in person, but in general, it's been really great. So when people start to get back into meeting rooms, they're going to expect that type of uh, quality of, uh, of experience. And I think that uh, working with the UCNC companies, working closely with team, teams and Zoom, uh, I think that's, uh, that's an area where we're really focused uh, as a manufacturer is, you know, what does kind of leading intelligent audio look like? How do you have that same experience that you had in your home office yeah, with the benefit of being in the same room of, uh, with someone? So I, I think it's great. I think it's uh, people have seen the light uh, in terms of what is possible. And now we just need to uh, we need to deliver it in shared spaces. Absolutely. And that's a nice segue on to my next question around and, and the role of kind of data in all of this, because now we've gone virtual and, and meetings have gone virtual or hybrid. There's a lot more data around to really understand the kind of, you know, uh, you know, I suppose what's happening in these meetings and, and also uh, augmenting meetings with, uh, you know, insights and, and additional intelligence. So there's a lot happening in the space around data. What, what do you think? Is that something we're going to see, you know, more of going forward? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think, again, um, companies are trying to figure out how to get the most out of their shared spaces. These are expensive spaces. They're used to a certain level of fidelity uh, and insight in terms of how they're uh, uh, 
know, knowledge workers are, are, are utilizing the tools. So what, what our customers are asking for is, you know, primarily they talk to us because their current audio experience is poor and they want better audio. And so our first uh, job is to give them very, very uh, good audio. Uh, but, but increasingly they're saying, well, what else can you tell me? You have this intelligent integrated microphone speaker bar on the wall. What else can you tell me about this space? And uh, I think that's a very fair question. And so increasingly we're thinking about what can we tell them about the usage of their meeting rooms? What can we tell them in terms of insight about how to improve the experience in those rooms? So uh, one of the areas we're really excited about is, you know, what, what additional acoustic information can we provide uh, to uh, our users and to the IT manager, things that can kind of help them uh, uh, preempt an issue before it e even happens. And, you know, Rob, back to our earlier conversation about the, the, the equity of in-room versus remote user is an interesting thing as the pendulum swing. I, I'm actually not that worried about the experience for the remote uh, participants. I think that is well known and a lot of focus has been put there. But what happens when we get back to a, a, a kind of real practical hybrid mode, you can't forget about the in-room the in-room participants. So a real simple example is there might be very loud HVAC in that room where the, the, the UCNC companies and, and even you know people like us with algorithms that filter out that noise, the remote participant is having a wonderful meeting. The person in the actual meeting room is dealing with all of this noise that isn't being filtered out. And so that's a simple example of, you know, we can't forget as we've Swung, swung pendulum to remote uh, uh, equity to also ensure that the people in the in the, the, the classroom and 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 the, the meeting room are having a great experience as well. Yeah, so that's some really you know, interesting points you made there. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Nareva. Um, you know how how are you kind of you know meeting this challenge? Pardon the pun. You know how are you adapting your product and portfolio to? To respond to these marketplace and workplace trends. Yeah, I, so I think you know, in terms of um, kind of where our business is has gone in this year, and, and we see it going. Um, you know, I would say our the the our most popular product is the HDL three hundred. So the the you know a, a simple single integrated microphone speaker bar that's able to provide coverage. Uh, in large uh, spaces, you know, uh, up to 25 by 25, uh, that product is uh, meeting the the kind of the, the dynamic that's in the marketplace right now. And if I took the example of uh, of education, you know, it's a very challenging audio environment. They have a room full of students. They need a great audio output and pickup, but they're on a budget, and and they also uh, they don't have audio expertise. Uh, and so, you know, what they ask us for is, and you get these crazy uh, uh, installation scenarios, but, you know, we have uh, uh, people reach out to us and say, we need to install eight classrooms between the time the school ends this day and starts up in the morning the next day. And so what they're looking for is that type of scale and ease of installation uh, and ease of setup. And so I think uh, you know, other examples where we have one uh, IT manager in school do it between classes. So he had 45 minutes between classes. He installed an HDL 300 and put it on the wall. It auto calibrated and gave him the uh, experience that he needed. So I would say in general, what we're seeing is, you know, there's, there's, um, especially in education, 
they, they had to install a lot of technology, whatever the resources or expertise uh, to do it. And so with that, they need a, a very easy to install, easy to set up product that just delivers on its uh, promise. So, and I think again, uh, the HDL 300 is just, it's, uh, yeah, it's been great to see it going into classrooms uh, and uh, into universities. That's fantastic. And in terms of uh, looking into the future, the year ahead, 2022, what, what do you see kind of being popular? Is there anything you can tell us about kind of what you might be working on in terms of uh, product roadmap or, you know, what's coming up? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as, there's only so much I can say, but um, I would say one area that's is a focus is the idea of um, um, cameras in, in spaces. And so that, that's not a new, uh, a new area for the industry as a whole, but what we're looking at is what is the right mix of audio and video in larger spaces that are, you know, kind of, a, again, a classroom is a great example, a university classroom. Where is the right place to put the camera? What would multiple cameras look like in that space? What would multiple uh, uh, integrated uh, microphone speaker bars look like? So we're really excited by the idea of really blending together video and audio experiences and uh, what I would call multifunction experiences. And so in education, they need one device to do a whole bunch of things. So what we're really looking at is you know, from a, from you know a single HDL 300 as a, an example, uh, can we meet all the needs of that classroom? Whether it's their audio pickup, or whether it's amplifying the voice of the the instructor or teacher, great audio output uh, from the remote side, and, and integration with video. So you know, I think we're really putting some focus on kind of the multifunction nature, something that's purpose built and really helping out uh, in in this uh, acceleration of flexible, hybrid, high-flex uh, teaching uh, teaching environments. So I think that that will be an important focus area for us. Um, we, one of the things that's been a surprise is the adoption of our developer toolkit. So, you know, we created a, a developer toolkit, which has a kind of a suite of APIs in them. And I think it goes back to this conversation around data. And so what we're seeing is a lot more requests for access to our developer toolkit. And that's because people want to integrate the various components that they have and they want to take the data and the insights from systems uh, uh, like a Nareva console and they want to push that uh, into some consolidated engine whether that's their UCNC client or some other dashboard where they're trying to pull together all of this data to make decisions so that's another encouraging uh, sign I think of uh, of integrated consolidated experience for end users and i think that's that's what we're so that's our job as manufacturers to deliver those types of experiences yeah absolutely and endless possibilities i imagine with the api and you know lots of opportunities to further innovate as the as the workplace continues to change i suppose so anyway rob i mean for anyone looking to find out more about nareva products what's the best way to get in touch yeah, so the best place is always to go to our website, so nareva.com. Um, you know, you can dive as deep as you want to dive there, uh, and, and just a really good overview of, of what we do and uh, why we're different. Um, so yeah, please go there. And uh, the, you know, the other thing coming up is ISE. Of course, we're all crossing our fingers that it actually goes ahead, and uh, I'm desperate to talk to the people in person. And so yeah, that's coming up the first week of February. 
uh, in Barcelona, and it's a really important show for, I think, for the industry as a whole, and uh, we'll have a great booth there with all kinds of uh, exciting things to demo and for you to kind of get your hands dirty and experience our products firsthand. So, uh, so yeah, uh, come, come to our website, nareva.com, uh, and if you're able to and we're able to, we'd love to see you uh, at ISC uh, the first week of February. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to IC. It's always a good event. Um, well, it's, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. However, if you're interested in finding out more, do jump on Nareva.com. There's lots on there. And there's a couple of links in the description as well that uh, will take you to a couple of interesting parts of the site. Hey, thanks, Rob. It's been great having you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for watching UCTV. If you've got some good takeaways from today's session, do give us a quick mention on social and subscribe to our channel for more industry news and insights. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching. <laughs>